Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Glad you're here. Forecast calling for clouds and showers and thunder showers. Uh, I will admit, I've been kind of saying that for a couple of days. And where I live and where I drive, I haven't had many. So sometimes I'm like, oh, are we really going to get it? Clouds, uh, the skies have gotten dark lately, though. So maybe, maybe, maybe you have, have had experienced a lot of it. But in any case, theoretically speaking, it's supposed to have rain heavy tonight and tomorrow off and on. It has been humid that much. We've uh, gotten correct with the forecast. 69 the low tonight. Tomorrow, a high of 86. Eventually drying out. Should have a nice weekend. Phillies and Nationals were rained out last couple of nights. They have a day-night doubleheader they're trying to get in today. They got the first one in. Phil's lost to Washington 6-2. They have another game coming up 7:05 tonight, weather permitting. Uh, you have the Women's World Cup, U.S. and Sweden, playing tomorrow at 3. The Gold Cup with the men's team beating Guyana 4-zip last night. And the NBA draft tomorrow night, the Sixers have a bunch of picks. The first round is the 24th in that uh, slot there. And in the second round, they have four picks. Did a little research, and although they don't have any premier picks in the top two or three or five or whatever it may be, historically speaking, there actually have been some pretty good players. For example, in the first round, there have been folks like a guy named Terry Porter from the Portland Trailblazers, Sam Cassell with Houston Rockets. And Kyle Lowry, who just won a championship with Toronto, was drafted by Memphis back in 2006, right out of Villanova, just to name a few. If you go through the other positions as well, there have been some uh, well-known players like Hassan Whiteside, who played for the Miami Heat, and Mariel Chalmers, and uh, Jay Crowder, who was part of that Kyrie Irving trade, and uh, Derek Fisher, who used to you know, play for the Lakers. So there are picks to be had, and just because uh, often it's weird in, in, base, or in uh, basketball how unless you're really in the top several, 5, 10, 15 it's often considered like, well, maybe not, probably not. Uh, it can be done and has been done. So if the Sixers do a good job, you never know. They may find some some players that will really help them in the years to come. Also, Flyers signing center Kevin Hayes. They had traded for him recently. Seven years, $50 million. He's 27 years old, scored 19 goals and had 36 assists last year. Played for the Rangers and Winnipeg as the Flyers get ready to try and make a run at things this fall in this upcoming season. This hour, very excited. We have a really cool show planned. Several different guests. We have later on in the hour, Nick Walenda of the Walenda family. Yes, you may know. They're seven generations deep and have performed around the world for many, many years. This coming Sunday, Nick and his sister, Liana, are going to be on a high wire, 1,300 feet uh, across Times Square, uh, you know, from Times Square 1 to 2. 25 stories up in the air. And part of the whole thing is they're going to be passing each other on the wire. That's this Sunday night, ABC. It's live, 8 to 10. We're going to have Nick on the program a little later on. Also looking forward to our sponsor, Dave Peterson, who's helped out over at Briner Chevrolet. We give gift cards away. He'll chat with us a little bit, give us some uh, car knowledge. We check in with him every month or two. And Melanie Legrand, she is vice president of social responsibility for uh, Major League Baseball. And there are big happenings in Allentown tomorrow. A pretty cool thing. They have a ribbon-cutting ceremony at a newly refurbished youth ball field, which they're receiving a big grant 
from uh, Scott's Field Refurbishment and Major League Baseball. Chase Utley is going to be there. The Phillies are having a retirement ceremony uh, for him a Friday night at the ballpark. So Chase will be in town for that. And we'll be chatting with Melanie to understand why Allentown was chosen. There are only four uh, places in the entire country getting this uh, award or this grant. And so we'll chat with Melanie about that coming up in just a couple of moments. We'll also uh, sneak in some giveaways. I mentioned Brian or Chevrolet and how we give away gift cards. If you're not familiar with the program, if you're new to it, we give away gift cards to Duncan and the Rita's and the Wawa regularly. And uh, sometimes just ask you to call in. Sometimes it's texting in or email. So we'll let you know about that coming up in just a moment. But our first guest will be joining us in just a second. Melanie Legrand of Major League Baseball. Hang on for that and much more. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 409, Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow, it's a big event going on in Allentown. Pretty special thing, and we bring on board to talk about it. Melanie Legrand, Vice President of Social Responsibility with Major League Baseball. Hi, Melanie. How are you doing? I'm great. Wonderful. Great to talk with you. <laughs> you too. Congratulations on this big event happening in uh, Allentown tomorrow. Yeah, very, very exciting for us. I, I love this program. <laughs> I bet. Well, tell us about, for folks tuning in, it's the ribbon-cutting ceremony, newly refurbished youth ball field, which received a grant from the Scotts Field Refurbishment Program and MLB. And I guess it's one of four across the country. This will be the first one, is that correct? That's correct, the first one that we're unveiling, correct. Okay. What goes into the process of even picking the field or the area that you'll be working with? And then from start to finish, you know, what's, what's involved in that process? Well, this is the Scott's Field Refurbishment Program, and it's the grant program. Yeah. So we actually invite nonprofits to apply across the country, and we invite them to share their story, to tell us about their field needs, their field location, the, the communities they serve, if they serve under um, underserved communities and underserved youth. Yeah. So we invite them to share their stories, and then we really go through a very, very thoughtful process to ensure that the best submissions are then moving forward. And, you know, in the end, we have a great blue ribbon panel, which comes together and they end up providing their scores according to our parameters. And then we have the cream rise to the top. And that's how we come to our eventual winners. Wow. A lot goes into it then. I mean, it sounds like it's a very, very (laughs) thorough process. That it is. And, And intentionally so. You know, we want to make sure we're fair. We want to make sure that we are um, inviting everyone who would like to have their field refurbishment. Um, we want to make sure that we're able to actually do the field refurbishment. You know, we, we get all kinds of applications, whether it's individuals who are coaches in their son or daughter's little league or a boys and girls club that has, you know, a field that they haven't played on for years. Uh, and so it's really exciting. We, we see that many of the organizations leverage the opportunity to get this grant with other funders, other potential funders. Yeah. Hey, we applied for this. You know, hey, we're going we're gonna to be in the top 10%. We're move, moving forward to the Blue Ribbon panel. And they're able to say to other people in the community, Major League Baseball and Scots think so highly of us. We would love for you to join our, our fold as well. 
That's Great pretty catalyst. cool. That's pretty cool. Melanie Legrand with the uh, with Major League Baseball Vice President of Social Responsibility. I guess just for a few minutes tomorrow, big uh, ribbon cutting ceremony in Allentown. Do you know much about what the uh, Allentown story stood out a little bit that that helped it rise to the top as as one of the four that are going to be having this happen for them? Yeah, what we've seen is that they have great community support, not just from the school, from the RBI program, which is, you know, a a wonderful thing that we have here at Major League Baseball, our Reviving Baseball and Inner Cities program. So we we saw that we knew they would be able to sustain this program, to sustain this field, to, to bring in other funders, to bring in families, and to change lives. And I think that's what was so compelling. And, you know, this was one of the four that really just was the winner in the end and, you know, probably scored the highest um, and around the highest across the organizations we saw submissions from. It was just, it's a great story and it's in a community that is really trying to, you know, leverage sports as a, as a way for youth development and, and get the community gathered together and, and prideful about what they do and where they are. Allentown is a great space. It's currently used by the uh, Lehigh Valley RBI program, as you mentioned, other youth leagues. And as you said, it sounds like it's more than also this program is more than just um, a fix, a fixer upper, but um, a a situation where longer term success based on that fix and the improvements can continue to stay at that level rather than just a, a flare up for a little while and then drop back down. Exactly. And one of the questions that we ask on the application is, you know, how how does this field help you and your community build a more powerful and vibrant future and also sustainability? How, how will you be able to continue upkeep of this field? Because that's important. We, we would hate to come in and invest the products and services and, you know, bring our former players and have a huge media event and do a, a Cal Ripken Senior Foundation clinic if the community then said, okay, great, that was fun, and they walked away and didn't care. Right. And that's why we ask certain questions to to kind of unearth and to figure out, is this the right community? Is this community going to be uplifted? Is this community going to be supported and support the actual programming that's there as well? Melanie Legrand, the Vice President of Social Responsibility for MLB with us just for a couple minutes tomorrow. Big happening in Allentown uh, on uh, Union Street there with this ribbon-cutting ceremony. And you mentioned major leaguers. uh, Chase Utley going to be there, former Philly hero with the World Series in 2008. He's having a retirement ceremony at the ballpark on Friday. So it all ties in nicely for him being able to be part of this as well. And I'm guessing the work that you do, you get an opportunity to meet some of these players and and see these communities all come together. Cool, because you see the younger kids and you see the end of that road with uh, Chase Utley having played so many years and the whole, you know, the whole picture kind of unfolding before you. Yeah, it's very exciting. I've been in this space for about 15 years. I worked for the Baltimore Ravens for a long time on a, on a team level in community relations and foundation programming. Mm. And now here with Major League Baseball at the league office. And the tangible reward that you can feel and touch and see at the end of the project that you've put so much hard work into is incredibly rewarding. Like I mentioned at the very beginning, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to make my drive from Philly to, to Allentown. I've been in the city before. I have friends that are there. Yeah. And to see this field come to life and to meet with people whose words I read in their submission and just come off the page and, and be able to say, hey, I read your stuff. I thought it was compelling. The rest of our committee thought it was compelling. Congratulations to you. That's excellent. If folks wanted to keep up in general on the various initiatives MLB has going, is there a best way to do that? Yeah, our website is MLB 
community.org. Okay. And so we have a number of pages on our initiatives, um, like our Boys and Girls Club partnership, what we do around our Breaking Barriers program, where we just invoke the spirit of Jackie Robinson and all that he did and help kids overcome obstacles by using his characteristics to, to, to do that. Yeah. Um, things around military appreciation, our sustainability and environmental efforts, MLBcommunity.org is really a great place to go and learn more. That's great. Well, I know you have a full day and getting ready for the big day tomorrow, so I don't want to keep you longer. But thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day, and congratulations on seeing this come to fruition. Absolutely. And just, again, wanted to say thank you to this program. You know, it's only our second year. We received 350 applications across 46 states. Wow. So the fact that Allentown was chosen as one of those four is an incredible accomplishment. It was difficult for us to decide, but we're so pleased that Allentown made its way to the top, and I'm also excited to be there tomorrow. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so are we. You must, feel, you must feel like, oh, I wish I could help everybody. <laughs> but you have to make- <laughs> Don't I? <laughs> that I do. You can ask my boss. He, he would probably say she asked me for that and for money all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Great. Well, thanks again, Melanie. Have a wonderful day. You too as well. Thank right, you. Bye-bye. Melanie Legrand, Vice President of Social Responsibility for Major League Baseball tomorrow in Allentown, a ribbon-cutting ceremony followed by a youth baseball softball clinic organized by the Cal Ripken Senior Foundation. Former Philly All-Star and World Series hero Chase Utley going to be on hand. We have a short break to take, and then we're going to come back with a couple more special guest details in a second. WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 421 AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Coming up in a little bit, we're looking forward to having Nick Walenda join us. He and his sister, Liana, going to be doing something pretty amazing, crazy, you name it, this Sunday night. High Wire Live in Times Square with Nick Walenda. 8 to 10 on ABC. It's live 25 stories up between 1 Times Square and 2 Times Square. A 1,300-foot long walk. And uh, we're going to be talking to Nick about that whole thing and all things High Wire related. But before we get to that... Baby, you can drive my car And maybe I love you Beep, 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 yeah. We have a Special guest we'll bring in in a second, Dave Peterson from Briner Chevrolet. They uh, support our program. And uh, I'm going to be asking Dave in our chat here in a second about roadworthiness of one's car, especially as we head into summer. I will give any listener a gift card, careful Tim, to Duncan, Rita's, or Wawa if you can text me with whatever Dave recommends for your car. You know, whether it's one thing or two things or five things, whatever he says to make your car roadworthy, specifically for the summer, text me at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Of course, you're going to have to wait for him to say that. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Brian Chevrolet has been helping us out since we began the program last fall, and you can find more about them online, Briner Chevy, B-R-Y-N-E-R Chevy.com. But one more time, the text line is 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683, and you need to text in whatever Dave winds up recommending to make your car roadworthy uh, by the uh, end of the interview. Let's put it that way. However, we won't be chatting all that long, so keep an ear out for it. And uh, all that said, let's bring in Dave at this time. Hello, Dave. How are you doing? Hey. 
How you doing, buddy? Wonderful. Welcome to the wonderful world of automobiles. Yes. Well, you've lived and breathed it your whole life, so yes, we have. When I yes, have, we have. When I have when I have questions, I know where to go. Uh, what do you got? Well, for example, summer is upon us, and I'm thinking as folks are starting to shift out of school mode, wrapping up the year, maybe they're going to hit the road with their family, go somewhere at some point. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe they they, they got to get the car roadworthy. So. I'm thinking there are a couple of things probably people should at least be reminded before you go somewhere, do this. The two main things, I believe, doing this for 50 years, tires, engine cool. They're the two things that will let you down and get you in trouble in the summer and heat, you know. Okay. And, and tires mean just inspect them. Make sure you have enough uh, tread depth. They're in good shape, that type of thing. And, you know, a good certified mechanic can do that. And the other thing is, if you haven't changed your coolant in five years, most coolants nowadays are five-year change intervals. Get it done before you go. Put fresh coolant in there because they're the two things that break down the most in the summer. The five years, five are you, years. you're talking the whole system stuff as opposed to the stuff that you, you put in. You drain it all. You get it all out of there. Flush it out. Put fresh in. Coolant has um, rust inhibitors and, and corrosion inhibitors in it, too. And you just it's, it's just good business to replace coolant. You make sure you have good fresh antifreeze in these cars because that's when you put the most heat load on the engine. It's, you know, an air conditioner running, you know. Right. All right. So that's... Trips, that's and tires. Tires are just a, a flat-out safety issue. You need to have great tires on the car when you're going to take a long trip. So. Yeah. And the other thing on the tires, it's funny you say that because I got a, I was a little underinflated the other day, I think, you know, and uh, yep. went and got those and my gas mileage went up, you know, five or six miles a gallon. It was... That's a lot. That's Great. a lot to go up. That's that's critical. If you're running around with 20 pounds per square inch in the tires on the highway at 65 mile an hour, the temperature of those tires get very, very hot. Yeah, oh, which I believe can cause tire failure. So that's a good point. Obviously, the pressure should be right up where every door jam on cars has the recommended pressure that that front and rear tires should have on all cars nowadays. Dave Peterson, our guest, Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, the fairway there, BrinerChevy.com. If you want to. Look them up, B-R-Y-N-E-R-Chevy.com. If mm-hmm. folks want to get some summer tune-up done, that's something Brenner can do. Is that right? Just as a side sure. note? Okay. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or as you mentioned, certified mechanic, folks are near whoever, where they are. I mean, a, good, a good summer checkup is probably 130 40 bucks. you okay. know, the flush cooling system and check tires and all that stuff. It's not real expensive, but it's... Something, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We yeah. had on a guest earlier, uh, shifting gears for a second, so to speak, a little car talk shifting gears, sorry. Earlier, we had a... <laughs> We had this that just came out. You know, the genius just strikes me at odd times. So we had a guest on who is going to be in Allentown tomorrow as part of a Major League Baseball initiative to help improve baseball fields around the country and the whole story behind it. But I know that uh, Briner for years has had, on a very uh, general level, has wanted to give back to the community when folks purchase a vehicle. Yeah. You do a yeah. $100, right, to church your favorite charity? Yeah, if you come down here and buy a car, we, we send a 100 bucks to your church or the charity that you, you, you prefer. Okay. But I we just sent a couple of checks to Cheltenham Little League for members of the Little League that came out and bought a car. That's nice. That's nice. But then on top, speaking of Little League and the baseball thing as well with what's happening tomorrow in Allentown, uh, for Briner's purposes, you also uh, help out some local leagues, right? You like to... We're involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're involved with a, a thing called Chevy Youth Baseball, and Chevrolet's the major corporate sponsor of it nationally yeah and, and the, what the deal is it was pick a league or two in their locale and w- they get to pick the league once you get them set up it costs a lot of money but once you get them set up 
They get to pick equipment, um, catcher's equipment, bases, balls with a Chevy logo on them and all kinds of stuff like that. Plus, we give them a $500 check Nice for the league. So, And it, it works out very well. We get a lot of um, Facebook press with it. They put it on their websites. We put it on our website. All, but it's just, it's just good for the kids. I mean, the kids have a, a blast with the equipment. I've got pictures here of the team. Some get shirts. Yeah, baseball jerseys and also it's really it's a neat program which which uh, area are you in it's in montgomery county or yeah we do rosin boys and girls club i don't need any more sponsor um, any more teams by the way but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do rosin boys and girls club it's right in our backyard and we also do cheltenham little league because it's right down the road from us in our yeah. area of responsibility with chevrolet so and it just works out beautiful yeah it, it really does it's a great thing that's great uh one more thing for you too just on on, on an automotive topic I I was reading the other day, and uh, I know we texted about this the the autonomous vehicles conversation. And yeah. where is that right now? And how you know you never thought you'd see certain things in your lifetime, and, and then you do see them. And I'm thinking yeah. autonomous cars would be one of those. Like I would never. Where no. is that at? Well, autonomous meaning self driving cars. I don't think all the pundits say it's it'll be here in five years and all that. I don't buy that. I really don't. We don't have the technology. People won't trust them. I don't. I don't believe. Yeah. For I think we're thirty years, twenty five, thirty years away from that. I really do. Because a lot of yeah, things I, have to I, fall I, into play for that, right? For, for, I mean, the whole system has to work for it. It can't just yeah. be like individuals are deciding it. I mean, would it kind of have to be more of a, 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 a um, yeah? It's like, going to take the government to get it going and to get right. it, it, you know, the, the, the roads set up for it, and, and even the, the electronics on the cars. It's, they're pretty advanced, but it's. There's quirks. Some of these systems see things that, that they think is one thing and it's not. It's something else. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, a Tesla went right through a tractor trailer one day because it saw the white track trailer and thought it was the horizon, you know, the, you know, the sky. Wow, wow. And it went right through the side of the tractor trailer. So we're not there yet. The people that, are, that have something to gain by it are pushing it and saying that, you know, we're five, ten years away. I, I just don't buy it. But the idea would, a lot of other people. But the idea would be, you know, you're in the car. It's just you don't have – you could be, you know, reading the paper, eating your breakfast or putting your lipstick on and the car is ultimately, going – Right. Yeah. Ultimately, I think you're right. I mean, right now they, they, there are some of the test projects going on around the country, and the, but the driver has to be behind the wheel. The car is doing the driving. Yeah. But, the guy's got to be right there playing it behind the wheel in case something happens. So. Yeah, I'll let everyone else figure that out and then wait 10 more years, and then maybe I'll try. Like I, <laughs> me too. I like to drive anyhow, so it doesn't bother me. Right, so. it's fine. It can be relaxing. It depends where you're yep, driving. I but agree. I literally, I totally agree. this afternoon, I was just, my head was full, and I was like, I got to go outside. And I just went for a drive. And I'm like, I, don't, I literally yeah. said, I don't even know where I'm going. But I went out for a little while, and then I came back. It was just nice to have a different perspective. Well, think and, about the freedom a car gives you, gives everyone. Yeah. It's freedom. You know, yeah. when you're a kid, when you're 16, remember? Right. We forget that, I think, as we get older. But it, it's just personal freedom. And yeah. It's a wonderful thing. Well, we appreciate you very much, sir. And thank you yep. for supporting Anytime. the program and for dropping Anytime. some good knowledge. Anybody has a question, and they can, you know, write into here and text me the question. I'll see if I can answer it. Appreciate so, it. All right. Anytime. Yep. All you right. Bet. Take care now. Good talking to you, Timmy. You too. Take D- care. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Dave Peterson, Grand Poobah over at Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, owner-operator, BrinerChevy.com for more info, B-R-Y-N-E-R Chevy.com. Earlier in our chat, I did ask him about how to help make your car roadworthy as summer approaches, and he named two things very specifically. In fact, he had one-word answers. I will, I will give what they call extra credit time 
between now and when we come back from this break, if you happen to text in even one of those two, you don't have to get them both, just one, actually. I will give you a gift card, your choice, to Rita's or to Wawa or to Duncan. There are gift cards that we get courtesy of Brian to pass out to listeners. This is a friendly way of making our uh, relationship stronger. So there you are. 610-500-DOVE is our toll-free, or as our text line, I should say. 610-500-3683. Parenthetically, if you'd like to email a question for Dave at some point or any time for the show, whatever it is, you have a pun suggestion for our famous Friday show, the email is simply Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Brief break. We're going to come back with Nick Walenda. It's coming Sunday night over Times Square. 25 stories up between one Times Square and two Times Square. A 1,300-foot walk. The sister Liana on the other end will explain more and... Chat with Nick about that. Just a second here. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 435, Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Congratulations and high fives to Adam. Mantua, New Jersey. Also, Anthony in Yaden. Both were paying close attention and passed the quiz. The test, if you will. More the phone's still dinging, so. But those two, at least for sure, have won gift cards courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet and Jenkintown. We'll figure out what they want. Duncan or Wawa or Rita's. We give those away every day in different ways, or just about every day. And today, just a fun little game as we happen to have Dave on the program. He joins us every once in a while, and we're glad to have him uh, to share some knowledge. He also loves the Lord a lot. He loves helping folks out. If uh, if you happen to buy a vehicle, for example, they give you $100 towards your church or charity. So it's just another way of giving back. And we're glad to have him on every now and again to share some insight, usually about cars, every now and again about his faith. And so that's pretty cool. We've had a longstanding relationship with Dave over in Jenkintown. BrianerChevy.com for more info. Again, B-R-Y-N-E-R Chevy.com. Forecast calling for a lot of clouds the rest of the afternoon. Tonight, right through tomorrow, Rain heavy at times, uh, 69 the low this evening, rain overnight, and then still kind of cloudy, humid, and maybe a high of 86 for tomorrow with showers and thunder showers coming and going. Phillies, uh, Nationals, rained out last couple of nights. They did manage to get one in this afternoon, day-night doubleheader. Phillies lost 6-2. Second game, weather permitting tonight at 7.05. Women's World Cup, U.S. and Sweden play tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock. The Gold Cup for the men, uh, the uh, team U.S. team won four zip over Guyana last night. Flyers signing center Kevin Hayes with a seven-year, $50 million contract. He's 27 years old, scored 19 goals, and had 36 assists last year playing for the Rangers and the Winnipeg Jets. And tomorrow night, also a big night in basketball. The Sixers with the uh, draft uh, happening, and they have a bunch of picks. Nothing on the top end of the, the, of the list, if you will. Their first pick is number 24 in the first round. And then they have four picks in the second round. However, doing a little research found out that, you know what, you can still get some gems at those positions and people that can really help you win. In the first round, the 24 slot, you had Terry Porter of the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, you had Sam Cassell of the Houston Rockets back in 93. You had Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka both played for the Toronto Raptors and won a championship this year. Of course, they're not the, the top player on the team, but they're still very solid players who helped them win championships. Uh, Kyle was out of Villanova back in 2006 and Ibaka in uh, 2008. So those are just some folks that yeah, if you draft right, you might be able to find somebody that can help you win. 
So there is hope yet. Perhaps the Sixers will draft wisely. We have uh, had a good time already this program, and we have more to come. In fact, very glad to bring in our next guest here with... I'm up on the Yeah. One side's hate and one is hope. Putting on a show for you to see. This Sunday night. That's when that show's going to be on ABC. Nick Walenda. How you doing? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for taking time today. Thank you. Yeah. This coming Sunday, of course, the big event, High Wire Live in Times Square with Nick Walenda. I think it's 8 to 10 Sunday evening. Um, that's correct. Yeah, twenty-five. Live on ABC. ABC. That's right. Twenty-five stories up between one Times Square and two Times Square. Thirteen hundred foot long walk, also involving your sister Liana. How did this uh, come about? I'm sure there was a germ of an idea, and then it started to bloom into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my family's first performance in the U.S. was in 1928. It was in the old Madison Square Garden, and uh, so I wanted to do something in the city just to. Uh, sort of pay tribute to them, as well as kind of leave my own fingerprint on this city. And as I thought about locations, everybody in the world, I, I thought of, I considered several locations, but everybody in the world knows what Times Square is. And uh, so as I thought of Times Square, um, I figured, let's, let's try to get permission to walk there. I knew it was going to be a, an extremely large challenge. Uh, the fact that we had to shut down 7th Avenue, which doesn't happen with the exception of New Year's, it just doesn't happen. And that's put on by the city. Um, and we had to shut it down for eight hours two nights ago to put the wire up. And we'll have to shut it down again to take it down Sunday uh, or Monday early morning uh, after that walk. So, um, you know, again, locations, Nick Walenda, Times Square, it just makes sense. Again, I try to think of uh, locations where everybody in the world would understand it. Nick Walenda over the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, um, you know, the windy city of Chicago, those sort of things. Yeah. What's the wire itself like? You know, a quarterback gets the, a football a certain pressure to throw it and knows what it's like. What's the wire like? Is it? Do you get to, you know, I'm sure you do, test it out or know? No, I wish I had the luxury of having the right amount of, uh, you know, air pressure in my football. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no two settings that are alike. You know, as, a, um, as an athlete, generally speaking, they're going to play on a tennis court with the same parameters, a basketball court with the same style, wood floor, no matter where they're at. Uh, you know, a football field, you know, obviously there is uh, artificial turf and, and grass, but for the most part, it's all the same. They can control a lot of that, those conditions. Uh, for me, I can't control those conditions. The wire is always different. In fact, the building I'm starting on is about 30 or 40 feet higher than the building I'm ending on. My sister's starting at the lower end. Um, it is much less comfortable to walk downhill than uphill. As you can imagine, walking downstairs, if something were to happen, the stairs are further away. Yeah. Whereas if you're walking upstairs, at least the wire is closer to you or uphill. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, those challenges, the stability of the wire, the tension of the wire is, is determined by the building and what the building structure can withstand. The stability of the wire is determined by the location of the stabilizers, which is nearly impossible to put them where we want in Times Square because they're skyscrapers and rooftops that are all different heights and different locations and different widths and different parameters. So... There are so many challenges that it's never the same twice. Uh, and that's where mentally it becomes very, very difficult leading up to it because the truth is the first time either of us will step on that wire will be over Times Square and it will be live on national TV. It's not like we do a practice run because uh, the, the stakes are the same in practice or walking the wire. We learned that oh two oh two well uh, two years ago when we had that bad accident where where, again, my sister had uh, severe injuries. They didn't expect her to live. She fell from almost 40 feet. I caught the wire during that pyramid. 
but uh, she was injured pretty bad, and, and uh, not only did she recover from that, but she's going to make history with me on her first return to the public uh, performing this walk over Times Square. Yeah. What's your what's your intake process? You know, again, back to the football thing, they'll, they'll often go to a team hotel, you know, 24 hours out and then put the family aside and start to get ready. What's your intake process like when you start to zero in on, on this uh, walk you're doing Sunday night? Yeah, you know, I'm the opposite. I want to be with my family until then. Yeah. You know, what I do is is, is, is perceived and, and is, is in reality often life or death. Uh, I want to be close to my family and my loved ones leading up to that. But I certainly do hours before the walk uh, or an hour or so, sometimes longer, but I'll start getting into this mental state of, of extreme focus. I become sort of quiet and confined and uh, and focused on on the task at hand until I make it to that opposite end. Yeah, Nick Walenda is with us. We have a brief break to take. We'll come back and continue our conversation. High Wire live in Times Square with Nick Walenda happening this coming Sunday evening, 8 to 10, live on ABC. We'll chat with Nick a few more minutes here in just a moment. We also have uh, more to do, more giveaways to hand out before the program's done. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. I'm up on the road. One side's hate and one is whole. Putting on a show for you to see. AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. And that other show we're talking about this coming Sunday night, Highwire Live in Times Square with Nick Walenda. Chat with Nick Walenda this coming Sunday night. The big deal, 8, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on ABC, Highwire Live in Times Square with Nick Walenda. In practice, in general, you kind of mentioned that a moment ago. I was wondering how often is this more of a seasonal thing when you're gearing up for something and what practice involves? There's a physical aspect, there's a mental aspect too, and there's a spiritual aspect too, I'm guessing as well, right? Certainly ongoing. You know, I I try to practice not allowing fear to overtake my mind. And and I always give that analogy when I'm speaking to to businesses around the world of, uh, you know, uh, that that negativity is kind of like a weed growing in your garden. If you allow it to take over, don't pull it out right away. It'll take over your garden. And that's the same with, with negativity in our mind. So I'm, I'm constantly practicing that in every walk of life. Uh, so I try to make that my life of not allowing that negativity uh, to, to, to come into my mind. The physical side of things is, is generally pretty consistent. I try to be on a wire during an off-season where I'm off for three, four months. I will probably be on a wire three times a week for about two to three hours a day, sometimes more. Uh, but leading up to a walk six to eight weeks out, I'll be on the wire six to eight hours a day Six to seven days a week. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot that goes into that. I, I know on a side note, in some families, obviously you have somebody's grandfather owned a restaurant, then the dad took over, then the son took over. Uh, the whole family business angle, I'm guessing there aren't too many multi-generational high-wire acts out there. Uh, were you interested early on, excited, or did you see the vision of it? Like, I, I know it's an honor for you to be able to do this, uh, to, to carry the family name and tradition and craft going. Yeah, you know, I did consider other things. I considered uh, becoming a doctor, in fact, but that was more because my parents were concerned that there wasn't a future in our industry Hmm. and that I needed to go a different direction in order to support a family. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this is my passion. It's my life. I was born practically on the wire. My mom was six months pregnant with me, still walking the wire. Um, wow. This is this is certainly who I am and what I love. Yeah, Do you, uh, our form, our format here at WFIL is a Christian teaching and talk station. I've read you're a man of faith, and that prayer is very much a part of this. Uh, in, in all seriousness, that it's part of of, and that even that this is a gift that God's given you, uh, not a gimmick. It's your, it's your work, you earn a living, and even your calling. Because obviously, they're going to be all eyes fixed, and you'll have a platform because of it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are, um, you know, I'm very bold in my faith. If you watch any of my walks, I'm, I'm very bold about who I am, and, and that's where I find my ground and my center. In fact, we will have, uh, we'll have worship music playing in our ears as we walk, uh, both me and my sister, um, as we're walking that wire. The public won't hear that necessarily, but we certainly will, um, because that's kind of where we find our ground and our center. But it, it is certainly a talent and gift that God has given me to bring glory to His name. Uh, I'm uh, very careful when I speak uh, to let people know that I don't necessarily believe that God is holding me on that wire, not that he couldn't. He certainly has those powers, but he's given us a mind of wisdom, and we have to train and prepare for every event on our own. Uh, so so my prayer more is that people are touched and inspired. I think everyone is walking a wire through life. We're all trying to get to the other side, and this is the perfect analogy and hopefully the perfect inspiration where someone like my sister, who shouldn't be alive, not only recovered, but she's on a wire uh, doing something that people would say is impossible before an accident, let alone after. Yeah, this coming Sunday night, the big event, High Wire, live in Times Square with Nick Walenda. Nick is kind enough to spend a few minutes with us. His sister, Liana, going to be on the wire as well, coming from opposite ends. And uh, obviously at some point then, just as a you know very practical note, you have to be able to, to pass each other, right? I mean, there's a switch over, and then you continue on your path. Have, I guess there's a lot right. of practice. Yeah, we'll meet too, towards right? the center of the wire, yeah. and I'll have to, she'll sit down, and I'll have to step over her, and then uh, she'll have to get back up, and we'll keep walking. Wow, that's quite a thing. Well, it's uh, it's an amazing thing. I was thinking, as uh, initially, I mentioned this to my wife last night, that I was going to have you on the program, and, and she looked at me like, wow, that's crazy, and, and she's aware of you, and, and has heard of you before. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what? It really isn't just like, uh, even though it's, it's really so different than anything else most people would ever do, uh, in life, anything risky. There are risky jobs that people have, and if you really feel like if it's a calling of God, then you know it's. It, and, and because you have a platform, it becomes more like you know what you're training, you're working, just like anybody else would work at their craft. And um, it's not like oh yeah, I'll just go out there and God will just you know hold me up like you said. It's it's really absolutely right? yeah. I don't think you know people often say, well, are you testing testing fate? You know, are you tempting God? Yeah. No, not at all. Again, He's given me a, a mind of wisdom. It's up to me to train and prepare properly. But I also say this. I think a lot of people, you know, definitely a lot of people will get killed in car accidents or crossing the street or, or in their occupations as well. It's important that I know where I'm going to go if I am to lose my life, whether it be crossing the street or dying naturally, a natural death, uh, you know, at a ripe old age. Uh, so I think that's important to everybody in every aspect of life. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you so much for taking time, Nick. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and, and we'll be praying for you and, and be watching on Sunday. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. That's Nick Walenda, who's going to be in Times Square this coming Sunday evening with his sister, Liana. Wow. Just let that sink in. I can't even imagine. <laughs> what do they say? It's difficult enough to cross Times Square on the ground, let alone up in the air, 25 stories. That's, uh, that's, a, lot of, that's a, lot of, um, a lot going on. I was curious what he actually answered. I was going to ask him, but I didn't want to take too much time. But the part about having worship music in his earbuds or headphones well, on the wire, that makes makes a lot of sense. You're doing something that intensely, um, you know, it's at nighttime and all that. There's, there's a lot of distractions, I'm sure. But again, he's done things like cross the Grand Canyon, or, you know, part of the Grand Canyon and the Niagara Falls. Uh, so, you know, you get you get good at something and then you want to maybe do the next challenge. So uh, Nick Walenda, again, joining our program today. We also had Dave Peterson over at Brenner Chevrolet. And we had Melanie Legrand, who works with Major League Baseball join our program. Uh, before we're done, though, we still have a few minutes here. I wanted to remind you that tonight is the second of two nights for that movie, Emmanuel. It was four years ago this week that the uh, the shootings in South Carolina happened. 
Monday was the four-year anniversary of that, and today, the four-year anniversary of forgiveness offered in court. If you remember Dylan Roof, 21-year-old white supremacist, went in to, as they say, start a race war in um, Emanuel AME, and nine folks were, uh, were killed. We had several people connected with that story on the program over the last couple of weeks. I want to just give you a taste of this because uh, it's, it's really grown. This is a documentary. It, it has me, uh, love and forgiveness at the heart of it. And if you want to find out more about it, it's emmanuelmovie.com, E-M-A-N-U-E-L, 1-M-1-N, emmanuelmovie.com. Just two nights only. It was past Monday and tonight, 7 o'clock. If you type your zip code in at emmanuelmovie.com, you can find out where it's playing near you. And if it gets enough support, they may get an extended run. Folks like Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors and Viola Davis, the Academy Award-winning actress, uh, they were actually executive producers. They got involved, and then we found out that theaters are being bought out by folks like Stevie Wonder and Justin Timberlake to get behind the message of this movie. Brian Ivey, the director I had on a couple weeks ago, and I asked him where he was when he first heard about the shootings. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I had just gotten married back in June of 2015, so I was on my honeymoon. And it was the first morning, and I remember I was out on the balcony with my Bible, and I walked back into the room, and my wife was just weeping. And she was watching some video on her computer, and I was kind of like, are you okay? What's going on? She said, nine people just got shot in their Bible study. And it just, I did not know what to do with the information. And she proceeded to tell me, Charleston, South Carolina, there was a white kid, went into a black church, um, executed these nine people, and um, left one alive to tell the story. And then she, she looked at me again, and she said, no, you don't understand. Um, they're forgiving him. And she, she turned the computer around and showed me this video, this courtroom video, where the families, one by one, were forgiving the murderer in court, and one of them even inviting him to Christ. And I remember looking at my wife and just saying, man, whoever tells that story one day, I hope they don't skip that part. Hmm. And I, I had no idea it would be me. So that's Brian Ivey, the director of this Emmanuel movie. Now, compare and contrast that with Pastor Dimas Salaberrios from the Bronx in New York, who wound up becoming the producer of the movie. And I asked him when we had him on, where was he when he first found out? And, and how did he find out about the shootings in, in Charleston, South Carolina? I was, I was home at New York, and my wife woke me up with tears in her eyes that there was a shooting at a church. And I said, where? She said, South Carolina. And I said, oh, my gosh, what should we do? And my wife said, let's pack up and let's go. Uh, two hours later, we were on a plane flying into Charleston, South Carolina. We got there to about 2,000 people in front of the church, white, black, Latino, Asian, just mourning and crying. And I didn't realize that the leadership team, including the pastor, of the church were all deceased. So I said, well, what can we do? And someone walked up to me by name and said, Pastor Demos, you do something. So I grabbed a chair, I got up on it, and I started to preach. And I said, someone wanted to start a war, a hate crime. I said, but God wants to turn this around. I got down uh, all these cameras. I was on every media outlet around the country. And a guy walked up and he said, I'm in the Klux Klux Klan. And he put his head in my chest and started to cry. And he said, after what you said, 
He said, I quit today. And I said, my Lord. Hmm. And then we did the march across the bridge. I marched 10,000 people across the bridge. It was, it was phenomenal. It was the biggest day of unity that Charleston's ever had. And I ministered to the families, still minister them to this day. And as a team, we decided instead of June 17th being remembered as the worst shooting at that time in, in, the, in, the, in church history in the United States, that we wanted to be remembered as a day of unity. And we want to tell their family stories and how they forgave the killer and how, they, how the Holy Spirit got a hold of them and how they loved their neighbors and all the good stuff that's going on today. So though it's a tragedy, this movie is inspirational, and it will encourage people. So it's in the Philadelphia area, June 17th at 7 p.m. in AMC theaters, Cinemax theaters, and Regal theaters, and also on the day of when they forgave 48 hours later and uh, on Wednesday, June 19th at 7 p.m. That's uh, Pastor Dimas Salaberrios again. We had him on the program uh, you know, a week or two ago talking about the upcoming film. It debuted Monday night, the second of two nights tonight. If you want to throw some support behind it and see what I have heard to be a very good uh, movie, just go to emmanuelmovie.com and you can get more insight into that and where it's showing tonight, 7 o'clock. You type your zip code in, E-M-A-N-U-E-L movie.com. Uh, as we part ways here, I want to offer the opportunity to give a quick call at 800-560-WFIL to win one more gift card. Uh, Rita's, Duncan, or Wawa, your choice. Turn things over now to Jim Maximax for 13 Ministries. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.